Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and today's episode is no longer the last Disney episode. This was originally going to be the finale for the Disney Movie Marathon. Katie Fabric and I are reviewing the two Disney 100 shorts from a couple months ago, as well as last year's stop-motion Mickey Mouse Christmas special that I somehow had completely forgotten about. I recorded all my December episodes a month ago, and I thought I was done, but then a couple weeks ago I randomly had the idea to review all the current animated holiday specials, and then I realized there was a lot more than I thought, including a bunch on Disney+. Plus. So, I think that episode is going to be the actual finale. The final Disney Plus Christmas special doesn't actually even release until the 22nd, so our season finale here will be at the mercy of Katie's and my holiday schedule. Hopefully, I can get it recorded and edited to go up during the holidays. I think this week is going to be a bit hectic for both of us. Anyway, all that to say, today, Katie and I are talking about the two big shorts released for Disney's 100th anniversary, Once Upon a Studio, and Steamboat Silly. And because I originally wanted to have something Christmassy in the finale, we're also talking about Mickey Saves Christmas. Okay, I think I want to start with Mickey Saves Christmas, because my original idea for this was to be a Christmas episode, and... The other two shorts kind of got tacked on because I had wanted to talk about them earlier in the year, but then I never had a space for them. Uh-huh. But also, I think we're going to get through this one quick because I don't have a whole lot to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, this wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. Like, it was fine, but it felt like an episode of whatever the the Mickey for Kids shows are. It felt very um mickey mouse clubhouse yeah that one yeah but without like the steps of like the slightly irritating things i found like i didn't watch that show growing up i mean i kind of did because i had younger siblings who watched it and i was like Ugh, it's <laughs> it's a terrible good like why if you're watching mickey mouse watch a good mickey mouse thing not this yeah but um just because it just like irritated me with how dumbed down it was for kids. But this felt like they took the dumber side to it. And so it was just kind of like a a fun little harmless, like, yeah, I feel like it would be like a thing you would be like, oh, you turn on your TV during Christmas time. And it's like one of those shorts that runs and it's not a standout one, but like, it's kind of like a yeah. little slip in one that you just have in there for, oh, we all need to like, get up and do things but we still want something running in the background yeah that would be the perfect place for this because i could i can't really see myself sitting down to watch this (laughs) yeah yeah the animation was nice apparently it was by the studio that does robot chicken the adult swim animated series on cartoon network you know you know pointing that out like it makes sense because they look nothing alike, but the way they move yeah. has a similarity, actually. And now that you say that, I didn't know that. So now that you say that, it's like, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I didn't know that while I was watching it. I saw it later on the wiki page. I was like, <laughs> you know what? The the movements. Like, I haven't yeah. watched a lot of Robot Chicken, but there's something about the movements that seems it's, it's like particular the way they... to them. The way they like waggle their arms around and speak very <laughs> much with their hands, like yeah, yeah, but yeah, this was cute enough. But like I yeah. said, it felt very much for kids. Mm-hmm. It was a very simple story about Mickey. Pluto accidentally causes Santa to crash at their cabin, and all the presents wind up in the lake. <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's so many stereotypical tragic two little kids things happening in this (laughs) yeah so then mickey and his friends all have to go back to the north pole to build new presents for the kids of hot dog hills it was like yeah (laughs) those kind of things really made me think like um mickey Mouse clubhouse or like dora the explorer kind of stuff where you're like it just it feels like not much thought went to went into it, or that was supposed to be a reference to Clubhouse, where he always shouted "hot dog" all the time. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if he wanted to reference it, they could have done it a better way instead of having kids of Hot Dog Hill. Like what? Okay, I'm hot- on the the Disney Wiki page, and it says mm-hmm. this takes place in the same universe as the Roadster Racer Racers mixed up adventures fun house series in the location of hot dog hills okay so this 
is basically an extension of one of the Mickey Mouse series for kids. Yeah, which was like the follow-up to the Clubhouse. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm not familiar with that one because all my siblings outgrew that kind of stuff by that time, so I wasn't forced to watch it anymore. Okay, and this also says the three voice-acted kids, Susie, Pearl, and El Ray, are characters from Mickey and the Roadster Racers. And they're okay. voiced by their original actors. Okay. Did they speak? I don't remember them speaking, but okay. <laughs> there was a song, maybe they sang somewhere. Like I, I watched it once. <laughs> so I, yeah. Sadly, it was only an hour ago. So <laughs> the fact that I don't remember that kind of speaks to how memorable the short is. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen it twice because like, I texted you. I was like, I just started this and it's so deja vu. And I think I have seen it because I was like, not just is it like it was I was like, is it just a very like simple um, cliche beat by beat story, which I think it is. But like I I knew like the animation felt like how the characters moved and how they talked and Santa. Oh, my gosh. If I may say sorry, Bart, I do not like what Santa looks like. I don't like him. I didn't like I either him like, or Mrs. Claus. No, I didn't like, like, I don't know. Something about him just, like, made me, like, no. They were, like, the same species as Pete, but less, not that Pete's attractive, but less attractive than Pete. <laughs> yeah. Like, Pete's a cat, but he looks nothing like a cat. But these yeah. things, I don't know. These things were weird. And they were, like, it kind of gave me Goofy Movie 2 vibes, where, like, <laughs> they pushed it too far, and they look a little too human. Like, I think, yeah, I could see that. I actually was expecting Santa to be human, so I think that's why he looked so off to me yeah. because he just wasn't human. <laughs> but he wasn't quite whatever Pete is either. So yeah, like, and I love Goofy movie too. Don't, but like some of the character designs, you're like, oh, that's just a human, but with like a Mickey Mouse nose, <laughs> and it's a little weird. I don't think I've ever seen Goofy Movie 2. I watched the original one all the time when I was younger. Yeah. Goofy Movie 2 was easier for me to access because my local library had it. So I wouldn't say I watched it more, but like it was always a treat when I got to watch Goofy Movie 1. Specifically, I remember the villain. He's just a little too human. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Flashbacks. <laughs> Yeah, for this one, I don't feel like I have too much to say because most, like I said, most of it is kind of cliche, mm -hmm. sappy, feel-good Christmas special. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near as clever as I was expecting it to be because I've, yeah. my, recently my main, I guess, exposure to Mickey has been through the Paul Rudish cartoons. Like, yes. if I watch Mickey, that's what I'm watching for the past however many years, except for when my nephews are over, they really like, what is it, Once Upon a Christmas or something? The one with, with a bunch of stories. Yeah, that one. Um, my nephews love that that mm -hmm. short, or I guess it's not quite a short. It's almost a movie, but not quite a movie. Yeah. But anyway, other than that, I'm for myself, I'm only watching the Paul Rudish cartoons. So I was exactly. expecting this to be more, not not as zany as those, but to be as clever. And it really mm -hmm. wasn't. Yeah, I think, like, also, like, with how those are the Mickey Mouse of nowadays, mm -hmm. although it's um, ended at this point, but... Sadly. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll forever miss you. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, when you think Mickey Mouse, that is one of the first things that comes to mind nowadays, but this kind of felt like a jump backwards to right before then, where the big yeah. Mickey Mouse stuff was you know, the clubhouse, and it was very kid-aimed, as opposed to being kind of more for all ages, which I think it was Yeah. Um, currently. So it kind of felt like a step back a bit. Yeah. I hope it's not an indication of where Mickey as a franchise yeah. is going. Mm -hmm. But, like, with everything being, like, Mickey Mouse shaped like it was like oh there's a crack in the ice well it looks like the Mickey Mouse ears and everything and you're all like I feel like just the fact that it looks like Mickey doesn't make it clever that's just kind of like mm -hmm. 
easy way out. Yeah. Again, it's like Clubhouse. It's like, oh, well, we're in Mickey's world, so everything looks like Mickey. And you're like, if Mickey lives in a world where everything looks like him, and everyone's just like, oh, Mickey, you're the greatest. I don't care for that world of like, oh, Mickey, we bow to the nice, greatest Mickey Lord or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a little weird that everything looks like Mickey. It's just like, well, why does everything look like Mickey? What, what, what? It makes me think too much. <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> why do the hills look like Mickey? Why, why does the, why does the ice crack like a Mickey shape? Why does think, it do this? I think there were Mickey Mouse heads in the background of things on, in Santa's uh-huh. workshop too. Yeah. So Mickey is all over the world in this universe. <laughs> it's like, what eldritch god is Mickey in this universe? <laughs> where everything just looks like him. <laughs> and everyone praises his name because he's the most clever mouse in the world. It's just, it's a little weird to me. I've always found it a little strange. Instead of just, yeah. Mickey's just a character. He's just a person. There are times where like, oh, Mickey, you're like, you're the best character within our friend group. Like we all, everyone likes you, Mickey, kind of like everyone likes Kermit in the Muppets. Yeah. But you don't see Kermit shaped things all over the world. And everyone's just like constantly (laughs) praising Kermit about how clever and smart he is. And I don't know. It's a bit strange. I feel like that would be some type of a Muppet parody. Like, if they were to parody something like this, then Kermit would be, like, the all-powerful, worshipped, beloved leader. (laughs) And he's like, that's news to me. (laughs) I will say, um, one thing I did notice that I appreciated is, with it being stop motion, I liked how Mickey's ears kept the silhouette. Like, they would move across his head. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to do that, but I'm glad they did that, because it just... No one wants to see Mickey from the side view where his ears aren't <laughs> like that. Because it doesn't work. Like Yeah. It it so... ends up being too like it's not not un- uncanny valley is probably not the correct word, but it's mm-hmm. like that when something just feels off. Yeah. It's like those pictures that people have made of Phineas from Phineas and Ferb, but from the front. Yeah. It's just <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like mickey ha- they have such classic silhouettes yeah. that they uphold almost religiously like it's like phineas always is looking from the side so whenever he changes it it's extremely weird and wrong because of how much they go out of their way to make it stay that way uh-huh. so then when you see 3d phineas and he turns towards like he goes any direction that's not sideways you're like oh gosh <laughs> you know <laughs> Or when Mickey is 3D and they don't do that, you're like, oh, that doesn't look right because he's now his ears behind his other ear and that's not how Mickey works. Uh-huh. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the way that they did the CGI Peanuts movie mm-hmm. a few years ago. The, yeah. the way they, they, they did everything in 3D, but they still did as much as they could to make it feel 2D. Even though yeah. it's obviously 3D, but the way they animated it, the way they posed the characters, it still felt like something that could have been in the comic strip. Exactly. Yeah, production-wise, this was great. Just story-wise, mm-hmm. I wanted a little more. Yeah. <laughs> it almost dragged a bit because I was like, nothing's, yeah. not much is happening. The characters aren't active in their story. They're just not even reacting almost because... Just whenever something bad, they go, oh, it's mm-hmm. okay. This thing can happen. It's like, oh, no, we're all tied up in a bow. That's okay. Minnie just untie us. She's instantly. a bow expert because she wears yeah. a bow all the time. <laughs> yeah. Even though Daisy also wears a bow. So why isn't she a <laughs> bow expert? <laughs> because Daisy's not important. <laughs> <laughs> so Minnie's doing the mini voice thing that i don't like where she's like oh pluto and i'm like stop <laughs> i don't i don't That's like that she, how she talks it was kind of like she was trying to do like an accent yeah that was a little that, weird it, it's like i think she did that in the clubhouse as well and maybe the 
road racers i i haven't watched it but i don't know it's just it's slightly irritating to me and it sounds a bit condescending from her angle it she's does like, yeah you're like mini please act like an adult <laughs> which you are <laughs> well this special kind of reminds me um earlier i recorded an episode for my other podcast mm-hmm. mark and i talked about arthur's perfect christmas the arthur christmas special uh-huh did you ever watch arthur I watched Arthur when I was younger. It's been a while since I've watched it, and I don't know if I've seen the Christmas special. Well, in the Christmas special, the one thing that I appreciated about it was that it did not try to be overly sentimental and happy. Like, uh-huh. things went wrong all the time, and even towards the end, not everything was fixed. And the the kids had to learn to deal with the problems of life, I guess. Mm-hmm. And this, I, I think I mentioned to Mark that I liked that about it because a lot of Christmas specials are just too overly sappy and saccharine and sweet and yeah, and that's what this was. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I think that's a thing I don't care too much about Christmas movies. Like, I have yeah. a set amount of Christmas movies that I enjoy, and a lot of them I don't care for because they all wrap up perfectly at the end and you're just like or they're way over the top and you're just like please 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 stop like they're overly zany and goofy and adam Mm -hmm. sandler movies (laughs) but that's the thing like it all ends up perfectly and so like the stake there are no stakes really so you kind of sit there and you're like i don't care that much because i don't know it doesn't engage me that's what i'm trying to say you know you don't feel engaged you just feel like you're observing less than you're engaging with the movie so yeah yeah that's definitely the case here well i guess we can move on to probably from an entertainment perspective my favorite Mm -hmm. of all of these steamboat silly (laughs) yeah this apparently is the final episode of the paul rudish cartoon series which is very sad but a silent moment for our beloved Mickey shorts. <laughs> yeah, these have been so much fun. I really hope that Paul Rudish can do something else in the same vein. Like yeah. this is technically the second Mickey Mouse series because they had the the short shorts and then mm-hmm. they had the longer ones and this is the last of the longer series, I guess. Yeah. But I really hope they give him more to do with this style of characters because these are just so much fun. Yeah, exactly. I will admit, it took me a while to get into them. Um, When they first were coming out, I felt like they just, they weren't what I was looking for, I guess, or what um I was like, oh, this isn't, uh, I don't want to say my Mickey, but mm-hmm. um, it just took me a bit to get into it because I didn't watch cartoons very often. I watched more animated films, so I had to get into that. Like, that whole absolute zaniness. Yeah. I hadn't quite gotten used to it yet, so I was like, whoa, this is a lot. But as I've seen, as I watched more of it, I was like, oh my gosh, actually, these are really amazing and clever. And some of the most quotable Mickey and some of the funniest Mickey shorts I've ever Mm -hmm. watched. Like, it's highly become my favorite, um, one of my favorite Mickey shorts like collection and all that so yeah i think when it first started i enjoyed it for what it was Mm -hmm. but it it wasn't the same as you would expect for a disney cartoon so it probably took me a little bit to warm up to it but not that long because Mm -hmm. once i realized that this was basically like looney tunes but disney then i was like okay i'm in (laughs) yeah i think it also took a little bit for it to find its own footing um, yeah, because sometimes I'll watch some of those older ones and I'll be like, those aren't quite as funny as some of the newer ones. Yeah, I I, I have found that, too, because I wanted to go back and start from the beginning with my nephews. And there was some stuff in, like I don't think they caught anything, but like some stuff in the beginning was like borderline disturbing, like some of the facial expressions. <laughs> and like there's one where yeah. Goofy is like a zombie or something it was like yeah. this is this would have freaked me out as a kid. Yeah. 
and they they t they toned that down as it went on. Yeah, I remember like the one that made me stop watching for a while was one of the early ones where Goofy pretends to be like a grandma because he doesn't want to he wants to be with Mickey, <laughs> and then Mickey and which was I found funny, but then like the reason why he didn't want to go back to his home is because there was a spider in his house and Mickey's like oh I can deal with the little spider and then he goes to the house he opens the door and you get this gigantic pian like real life spider <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh really you did this to me I, have, <laughs> I was like that could be funny but also like I have arachnophobia that was so horrible to me and I was like no Mickey you betrayed me <laughs> it took a while to go back to it and so like that one just like really annoyed me. <laughs> it's like how dare you so warning for that one if anyone decides to get into this the goofy <laughs> one has a actual real tarantula in the it's not even it's not an animated tarantula it is a full-blown realistic tarantula and i'm and like i'm usually okay with like cartoons and then there's a picture of a real thing i think that's quite funny but for me that was not funny but <laughs> <laughs> video is a step too far <laughs> But yes, Steamboat Silly, oh my gosh, so funny. I loved it so much. Yeah, it had everything that I've loved about the Paul Rudder series. It had cameos and Easter eggs from other Disney characters. Mm -hmm. Clever writing, absolute zaniness that was actually clever and actually funny and not just ridiculous for ridiculous sake. Yeah. And all the characters, Donald, hilarious. I, I love, <laughs> I mean, I love Donald anywhere, but the Paul Rudish Donald is so funny. Oh, yeah. He's so funny. <laughs> I love when he's like, I thought this was going to be movie night. And he, he Mickey reveals it's supposed to be home movie night. And he's he bashes the door open to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Just the timing of the humor is so yes. good. The timing is perfection in this series. Yeah. I love how Mickey comes running down and he just, instead of going through the door that's right there, he smashes through the wall. Like, it's that <laughs> yes. absolutely ridiculousness that just, I don't know, it makes me laugh so hard over it. Yeah, and also just... in the in that scene where he smashes through the wall, his his ears have Mickey ears. Yeah, <laughs> got, like, which is makes ears. no sense, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's so like he's all of that is like him, him like going through old cartoons, and he's dressed up in his Fantasia costume, mm -hmm. and. Obviously, it's about mostly about Steamboat Willie because this is Steamboat Silly. I loved that, like, they watched the, the short, something happens, and then Steamboat Willie escapes into the real world. I actually, now that I'm thinking, it kind of reminds me of that one SpongeBob episode where I think it's called Doodle Bob, <laughs> <laughs> where SpongeBob's drawing of himself comes to life. I haven't watched SpongeBob in ages. I've never watched SpongeBob really yeah oh my goodness that was that was like a staple not, not we yeah, didn't I have get that we didn't have cable <laughs> when we were kids but we knew enough about mm -hmm. spongebob that we wanted to watch it and then they released like the first season on dvd and we all pooled our money to buy it and then we all watched it together and watched and rewatched it and then same thing <laughs> and season two came out and save up for the dvd <laughs> so that's funny yeah, we love SpongeBob. I haven't watched it in years. This, I'm surprised it's still going on. It's like how many <laughs> years ago did that start? I think it was '99 when the first season right. started, which is kind of insane. But I guess like Simpsons has been going on forever, so <laughs> it's the yellow, uh, the yellow protagonist. <laughs> it's the secret. Yeah. Anyways, I was going to say something, and now I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love how when Steamboat Willie shows up, and he, they're like, oh, let's all dance. And then he's just smashing everything. He's like, oh, I'm such a scamp. You're like, Mickey. <laughs> like one of his lines in there, I'm incorrigible. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, I just, I think that's hilarious about Mickey. And, like, to take this from the um, Mickey Saves Christmas, like, Everyone's like, Mickey, you need to take responsibility for this problem. 
it's not just oh mickey you're the smartest most <laughs> joyful like they're not like praising him until the cows come home they're just like mickey this is an issue we need to fix this <laughs> and he's like oh okay and then he doesn't fix it he just gets caught up and dancing with it like i'll take any chance to beat up peach <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines they're all out searching because eventually steamboat willie gets multiplied so they're all searching for the real mickey and they come up on a group of steamboat willies beating up pete but the, it's actually mickey <laughs> in the center doing all the beating <laughs> I, I also loved when they're like dancing around the house i loved all of the nods to the original short like mm-hmm. <laughs> prying Pluto's or was it Goofy prying somebody's mouth open and bonking on the teeth like a xylophone, yeah, and then grabbing Donald and using him like the duck, the duck horn thing, right? In the original, like that <laughs> that original short I've said before. When first time I watched it as an adult, it's like there is so much animal abuse in this. Mickey, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Mickey's less known venture in animal abuse. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of weird, more violent than you would expect in the original early Mickey oh, yeah, shorts. Definitely. Like everyone thinks, oh, Mickey was the wholesome one and Looney Tunes yeah. was the violent one, but like Mickey. They're, they're thinking of Mickey from the 40s and 50s. Mickey yeah. from the 20s and 30s was a lot closer <laughs> to the Paul Rudish Mickey than exactly. we would expect. <laughs> Mickey's violent past. Yeah, really. Never be forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going through the wiki page to see all of the cameos and callbacks. Mm -hmm. He has, because you get lots of flashes of other versions of Mickey, too. You have, obviously, the Fantasia costume, but he also has the the costume from the band concert, which is another early, early short. Yep. The Nifty 90s, which I don't know if I've seen that one. And Mickey's Delayed Date, I'm not familiar with that one either. And then there was, of course, the Mickey and the Beanstalk. And I think the Prince Prince and the Popper, which I need to watch that too. The Nifty 90s is when he has like the hat and the little suit and the cane and like the yellow shoes with the black toe tips. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I also noticed a scene or sort of costume, not exactly a costume, from Mickey Through the Mirror, which was his Alice Through the Looking Glass uh-huh. parody. Yeah. <laughs> and then beyond just the Mickey stuff, there was also callbacks to other shorts and movies, and uh, including a little bit of, like, like I mentioned before, mildly disturbing when you had the three ballerinas whose skeletons escape their bodies... <laughs> And start dancing like the skeleton dance short. Exactly. <laughs> and then the guy getting operated on his organs come out and they're adorable, but his organs are escaping <laughs> his body and dancing. And then he's just dancing along too. And you're like, he's fine. It's all fine in here. I love the the, the heart rate monitor joined in the tune. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. And then you also see very briefly a musical instrument store called the make mine music shop Mm -hmm. after the movie make mine music and then you have dumbo and timothy mouse in a scene based on the pink elephants on parade scene in dumbo and there was a penguin in there too that looked familiar but i'm not sure which thing he was supposed to be based on or if he was just a penguin wasn't quite sure because I know there's a cute penguin in an old short, and there's penguins in Mary Poppins. I don't know. It may, maybe it was just a, ra- a random penguin somebody decided, and it wasn't a com- cameo. But it popped out to me as maybe something interesting. I wouldn't be sure, because I do know that like Disney has had penguins and things, and they kind of all look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> But I also loved, at the end, when they finally get everybody rounded up, the way they round them up is by doing the Mickey Mouse Club song, which was another perfect callback. Mm -hmm. And I never watched the Mickey Mouse Club, but it was a song that was on an album of Disney songs that I had. Yep. Even though I wasn't familiar with the show, I was very familiar with the song. 
And I love that they did the whole thing. Donald was singing his parts and yeah, yeah. it was just so much fun. Like, I think this was the perfect send off. Yeah. Um, While I'm sad that it's leaving because like it, it had all the humor. It had all the references. It had the slightly creepy aspect to it. It had all the characters, but it was also like a love letter to Mickey as a whole um, and his origins yeah. and all that. And I think that if any short collection that Mickey has ever done, this is probably the one that would do it. Like, this is like perfect. Like, I feel like any other one would treat it like, remember the old days and the olden times and just how lovely we all love Mickey, the perfect <laughs> guy. And like, and like, we all love Mickey, but like, like you can still make Mickey fun and stuff. And I'll get into that a little bit later on the next one. But yeah, like I liked how they're like, yes, Mickey is like it is a love letter to Mickey, but also Mickey is still a little gremlin, and <laughs> we all love him for that. <laughs> yes, yeah this this is my favorite. Just from an entertainment perspective, this is the most mm-hmm. fun of all of these. It was everything that I wanted from the Christmas short. But just as a general Mickey short. I think it's also a real fun, like, introduction for kids. Like, I would rather have my nephew and niece watch this than the Christmas short. Because yeah. I think they just find it more entertaining. The other one I could see that they get just a little bit bored of. And it, it engages you a bit more. Mm-hmm. My nephew absolutely adores this. This is his first... This was his first Mickey Mouse thing because we just turned it on one day and this is his, he loves Mickey <laughs> Mouse based off of um, Paul Reddish's mouse. Well, and Perfect. Yeah. Raise them upright. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. He can't say, he doesn't call him Mickey Mouse. He calls him Bicycle Mouse for some reason. But so it's like, he'll just be Does like. Does he think the ears are, are bike tires? I don't know. He loves the, um. <laughs> There's one where Mickey is like a French delivery driver and he rides a scooter. So that could uh-huh. be why he calls it Bicycle Mouse. Oh, but, maybe. <laughs> but he absolutely adores Bicycle Mouse. And That's he'll grab the, remote, he'll grab the remote and say, watch Bicycle Mouse. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, but it's it's engaging for all ages, I can say. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, my nephew's just love mickey in general i think mm-hmm. they probably watch mickey mouse clubhouse on their own time so yeah they, they've asked me to watch it when they come visit but i kind of get around them by by saying okay we'll watch <laughs> mickey but then i turn on the paul reddish ones yeah we'll watch mickey but we'll watch the good mickey <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that i would want to sit through an episode of like I've, i don't think i've seen a whole episode of mickey mouse clubhouse i've uh-huh. seen bits of it and it just does not look fun yeah it looks like i would be bored in two minutes i will say that probably as a kid i would have watched it but that's because i, I probably would have too because i watched a lot I of stuff that it would everything. be boring now <laughs> exactly i watched everything as a kid okay just because i watched teletubbies as a kid though does not mean that it was good i'm just saying barney might not have been good but i just watched it because it was on so I, I watched you know. it because it was a giant purple dinosaur and I love exactly. dinosaurs. And I'm just like, look at this. It's a it's images moving in front of me. And it's a big <laughs> purple dinosaur. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't make. You know what? How actually Paul Reddish Barney, let's do that. I would love that actually. Now I want that to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that. Like just give him all our childhood. I feel like I heard uh, that somebody's working on a Barney animated series. I hope they actually make it super fun and entertaining. Okay. Because I I know I haven't heard about an animated series. I know they're making a live action movie and it's going to be Daniel Kaluuya okay. is making it. And it's something about, I forget the wording, but they said it was like about millennials. and stuff. I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we making a Barney movie like this? So I'm I don't want to say I'm excited, but like also I'm kind of excited because like what the what is that gonna be? <laughs> like why? Why? Out of all the creative things you could have done. I mean, if somebody has a creative vision for something, I'll give them a chance. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, I suppose we can go on to the big short of the year. Mm-hmm. The one made for the 100th anniversary, Once Upon a Studio. And I will say, this was actually way better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I, when I first heard about this short, I was like, oh no, this is going to be just a corporate yeah. pat yourself on the back. We're so amazing. <laughs> Look at all the stuff we did. But I like that the focus was on the artists and the characters and not so much the company itself. Exactly. Like, I have a few grievances with a few of the things, but I'll get to those later because I'd rather <laughs> talk about the stuff that I enjoyed about it. Like, like you watch the credits, and this, there are so few animators on this. And you're just like, that's amazing that, like, kudos to all those people. Like, shout out to all of them for making this. It's It's a short, and it's a relatively short short. It's not that long, but... To have animated all those different animation styles and capturing them so perfectly, like, mm-hmm. just, like, they didn't have to do that, and they didn't have to do it with such love and care, mm-hmm. because, let's be honest, they probably weren't paid well enough for it to do that, but, like, I really appreciate all the effort that they all put into the small casting crew and stuff, like... Thank you to everyone, and I heard that a lot of people did enjoy working on it because they got to animate, like, their childhood favorite characters that you probably wouldn't get to work on nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, um, whilst, again, I, I would say that it's a good, like, if Steamboat Silly was 10 out of 10, which it was, I would say this is probably, like, a 9 out of 10, and just because I had a few grievances but i feel like those are mainly just because it is a bit of disney patting itself on the back (laughs) (laughs) i mean it obviously is a little bit of that yeah (laughs) but i still felt like the focus was on the artists which i wasn't expecting and that's why i enjoyed it so much more than i expected also kudos to all of the people for and i guess the studio Thank you so much for not using AI to bring back dead voice actors. Oh, yeah. You use decency. (laughs) Yeah. And like using for the genie, Robin Williams, they they went back and found like, because I've seen like some behind the scenes clips, like he just would Mm -hmm. do anything. Like he went, he'd had so many outtakes of him as the genie. You probably could just make a whole short based on those outtakes. Exactly. So it was great that they went and got some of that to use for the genie in this and not yeah. just digitally recreate him to say whatever you wanted to say. Yes, I appreciate that immensely. <laughs> when they announced, like, oh, they're all going to, like, be in this. When they announced what it was, I was so worried because I was like, oh, no, you're bringing back these actors and they're going to speak. But, you know, some actors you could, let's say, they can't get a hold of anymore or... You know, so I was just like, and now that we have this big splurge and like people just, you know, abusing this whole AI system, I was so worried that they were going to use it. Mm-hmm. And then when the director came out and said, we would never do that. And we're using, you know, past voice clips, um, yeah. anything that we can. We've got voice actors back as much as we can, etc. I was just like, okay, that's a big relief. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm super proud and thankful for them doing that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say with the the characters who are from the really old movies. I mm-hmm. noticed a lot of clips from the movies. Like, obviously, it's new animation, but you could tell by the quality of their recording and the sound of their voice that it was the original voice actor. And it was just a clip from the movie or maybe, maybe another outtake. I don't know. But like, make it pink, make it blue with Mm -hmm. the fairies from Sleeping Beauty and Peter Pan. You could tell that it was the original voices from the movie, but they made it work in such a way that it didn't feel weird or out of place. Yeah, it just kind of made him sound like, oh, because, you know, they're older production films. That's what they sound like. Mm -hmm. And I also love that they had Alan Tudyk do the Mad Hatter. Yeah. (laughs) Because he sounds so much like Edwin when he does yeah. that voice. Like, I was confused when Wreck-It Ralph came out and you had King Candy. I was like, yeah. that seems like the Mad Hatter. Exactly. I was like, did they 
what happened here? Like, <laughs> no, that that was so perfect to have Alan yeah. Tudyk because he's he's now kind of their go-to. Like he has a voice in almost every movie these days, but he's such a great voice actor, and he does such a good, uh, I guess, Ed Wynn impression that he was mm-hmm. perfect to give the Mad Hatter a line. Yeah, and I love that they went out of their way to include characters from. Uh, like I have not combed the, gone over this with a fine tooth comb, but it's like I'm fairly certain there's like somebody represented from pretty much every film in the canon and some of the shorts. Mm-hmm. Like they even had Aladar from Dinosaur in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was nice that it wasn't just oh, there's Beauty and the Beast and there's Cinderella. You know, it wasn't just like oh, those are big you know, Frozen and stuff. Like, obviously they centered more on some of their bigger characters, but I appreciate that even in the background, like, you had some of the, like, lesser-known people, but also people from the lesser-known movies got mm-hmm. to talk or interact with characters. And and some of them weren't even made a focus. They're almost like Easter eggs. Like, you can see the mm-hmm. characters from uh, The Great Mouse Detective on the ground at one point. Yeah. Shout out to Great Mouse Detective. I love that movie. <laughs> I haven't watched that in ages. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Like, this is why I can't watch Sherlock Holmes movies. I mean, I can. <laughs> I do. But are they as good as The Great Mouse Detective? That's the question. And the qu- answer is no. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was all great. Yeah. Honestly. One of my favorite parts was you had Antonio from Encanto with all the, mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of random animals from all the movies because he in in canto he can talk to animals mm-hmm. and he comes up to joanna almost going to eat <laughs> jock and gus from cinderella <laughs> right that was great don't eat that <laughs> i loved that joanna was in joanna is one of my favorite characters from both the rescuers movies she's hilarious yeah i like joanna too i also appreciate that like joanna like the amount of like detail and love they put into this like for example joanna like joanna doesn't speak but joanna makes Uh some noises and they could have had anyone do that but they got frank welker to come back and be the (laughs) voice for joanna it's like i'm sure frank welker would have done anything really but like the fact that they got him to come back and Uh asked him to that's like pretty cool yeah i also loved the scene with ka hypnotizing clarabelle cow <laughs> and rapunzel coming in and <laughs> off screen bashing yeah. Ka over the head and you see Ka's tail crinkle up <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i think the thing that makes this so wonderful is it's just people who love these characters and they and you see all the different characters interact uh-huh. and that's just fun they all act in character you're not adding too much story elements so that you're like, well, that's not how the character would act, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you don't get into, oh, well, they ruined my favorite rescuer character, Joanna, because they made her speak (laughs) or something. But, like, you get to see all the characters interact the way they would. They're all friends, and you're just like, yes, this is exactly what, like, I did with my licensed Disney toy when I was a kid, (laughs) where I was just like, yeah... Uh, Aladdin went and ran around with Peter Pan and, you know, they were best friends and all that kind of stuff. Like, you would just have, like, the time of your life imagining that and it's fun to see all all those characters do that and, like, interact and have fun. Uh Uh-huh. Another thing that I loved was Mr. Toad from The Wind and the Willows riding the carpet from Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is oh, yeah. that's like you said it's like everyone is perfectly in character that is exactly what toad would do if he exactly. saw a magic carpet <laughs> oh i loved when um like like a bunch of villains were like getting ready in a mirror and like the headless horseman's there like fluffing up his cape <laughs> yeah, it's like when you throw him in what would he do he would be like oh i have to make, look my best alongside gaston of course <laughs> I also thought it was really sweet that they had Bernie Mattinson in live action. He's he's one of the longest running animators at Disney. And mm-hmm. he he recorded this and then it wasn't much later that he passed away. So then mm-hmm. this short was dedicated to him. Yeah. That was really nice. I wasn't expecting that. 
Yeah, that was really nice of him to do. Again, I feel like this is kind of like someone was like, hey, Disney, can we do this thing? Because it's going to be your 100th anniversary. And they're just like, okay, yeah, basically all we really want is a couple characters to show up. We don't really care who, just have, you know, Frozen because that's our big money making thing, <laughs> um, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you have to have these people, but other than that, go to town. And then they just got like people who just love, it was like a love letter that they were allowed to kind of just do what they want, not only to the characters, but also to the people behind those characters. And mm-hmm. that's what I really liked about it. Yeah. I will say that I think the biggest thing that felt like the corporate patting itself on the back is that like Mickey looks at a picture of Walt Disney and he's like, oh, I've got to go. And I like that. And I don't have any problems with it initially, but also I have just this little bit in me that like thinks of all the other people who contributed to making it that didn't get respect and didn't get the credit they deserved back then and you're like couldn't you have thrown like a little picture i don't know like of iWorks or something <laughs> like <laughs> you know but like i get it and i and i and i am great you know i understand i'm not trying to tear down disney for what he did but also just like I don't know, growing up in that whole, like, I read so many books about Walt Disney growing up, and I was like, oh, wow, but then when you find out that there were so many other people behind that, like the nine uh-huh. old men and all yeah. that, to an extent, you're still like, okay, can we shine a little bit more light on these folks as well? Yeah. And I understand it's a very short, short, you can't have everyone, obviously, but, like, I almost feel like it was like Walt Disney's like, okay, we want to make this short for our 100th anniversary. Just make sure Mickey looks at Walt Disney and appreciates <laughs> him for who he is. I don't know if it didn't take me out of it because I did still enjoy that. Yeah. But it also did kind of feel like that whole, oh, Father Disney, the father of all Disney <laughs> things. And you're like, I get it. But also, but I don't know. No, it's, I get it because I, yeah. I not that I felt the same way, but it was the closest I came to feeling like the short was what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Even though it makes perfect sense, like, and I love that they had at least a picture of him in there. Yeah, like I, I like them that they did it. I think if they had done more people, mm-hmm. it would only be people like you and me who would have any idea who they were. Though. <laughs> yeah, like I, I get it, but. You know, like for me, I get it. Like they're just like, okay, this is going to be the emotional thing that everyone will like be like, wow, it's Disney talking. I mean, sorry, Mickey talking to basically like his father. Uh And I can understand that that was there for emotional impact. But for me personally, I think that it'd be interesting and more fun to introduce the masses or the normal people, quote unquote, not to group people into a silly thing like that, but the people who don't know to know a little bit or something like that, you know, Uh maybe when they're walking by, there could just be a picture of something or whatever. And you could just be like, it's another little Easter egg, like, you know, but again, it's a tiny grievous. It doesn't take away from it really. So I still really enjoy the short. It made me feel very happy and excited. And I enjoyed seeing all the characters and all the references and them having the animators at the very first beginning of the scene. Like Mm -hmm. all those people were like production workers in a certain stance. Like there were animators in the background walking, you know, those were all people. They weren't actors to play up as I'm the animator or whatever. Yeah. So I appreciate that they were able to be put in the spotlight, even though, you know, no one may know who those people are. So that I think was really nice of them to do. And I will say, too, that towards the end, it almost went back to what I was saying earlier about not liking certain Christmas specials because they get too overly sappy. Uh huh. Because they did sort of go in that direction for a little bit by having oh no the camera is broken what are we (laughs) going to do tragedy upgrade your camera goofy that's what i say (laughs) 
It's the year 2023. Get a smartphone. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Just pull out your phone. <laughs> like someone should just pull out like a camera and be like, "What? What were you even planning on using that old thing for? <laughs> Where'd you get that film?" But yeah, yeah, it got kind of in sappy, but like I don't know, seeing them all sing. That together, that's kind of like, what saved it was because yeah. they turned it around by having them all come together to sing this song. Mm-hmm. And even though that's normally like like I think I said before, I I had a lot of Disney CDs growing up. Yeah, I kind of got sick of that song specifically because it was on every <laughs> CD. Exactly. So that's because of that. It's not a favorite song. Mm-hmm. It was like. Yeah. Of course, you gotta have when you wish. Of course, you gotta. Yeah. <laughs> but then having all of the characters singing it together, and mm-hmm. I don't know, there was something about that that kind of rescued it for me. And I was like, okay, I actually like this. Yeah. And then having the little humorous bits in there too, like Stitch trying to eat eat part of the camera, <laughs> <laughs> and then ha- having Fix It Felix come in and fix the camera with his magical hammer. I was like, okay, that's kind of perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it 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 had moments where it was like okay this is swinging into a direction that i don't exactly like and it's what i was afraid the whole thing was going to be but then they ended up rescuing it and subverting my expectations in a good way Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's because again it's more of a labor of love yeah and i'm not saying that the people who made like mickey saves christmas didn't love mickey and didn't have fun and enjoyment because you know i'm sure, I'm sure they, they did. did they just had a different audience that they were targeting yeah and i feel like it doesn't pander as much pander is the wrong word but it doesn't have as much of a nostalgic like you know oh yeah. wow it's jimmy cricket hanging out with um quasimodo yeah or um the crick- the lucky cricket from mulan or something you know yeah and to me personally, I can't remember if I've ever talked about Racket Ralph 2 on this before. I think I may have, but the thing I didn't like about the Racket Ralph 2, all the cameos and stuff, whilst I liked seeing the princesses all hang together, it felt very like, oh, look over there and look over, and look over there and look over there. And oh, do you get it? Do you get the references now? And it felt yeah. very, way more like less of hey, this is the thing we love. We want to share it with you as opposed to, do you get it? Do you get the thing? Uh, I can't wait for you to make your 25 things you missed in this <laughs> movie, you know? Like, it felt very pandering to almost BuzzFeed kind of thing where they're just like, you know, they want you to yeah. go and Google all the things and explain and stuff. And so I appreciate that this didn't feel like that and it didn't feel pandering it didn't feel like it was patting itself on the back i liked that the rooster from um robin hood was the one who started the song yes like you're like oh that character that probably not many people would know is like there and it's like oh look there he is you know like i appreciate that it wasn't like jiminy cricket who started the song although he did get a section of the song which is fair because you know it's the one who sang the song originally (laughs) um i appreciate that everyone got a little spotlight no matter how popular and how much money they made for disney yeah yeah you're i i don't think i thought about it but you're right about not having jiminy cricket start the song i liked it if it had started i would have probably rolled my eyes real hard if if he had started the song but because Mm -hmm. it was the rooster that in itself didn't save the song. I think everybody joining in one at a time. Yeah. That saved it. But yeah, I would have been rolling my eyes real hard. It was just <laughs> Jiminy Cricket doing a, a reprise of his own song. Yeah. It's like, not everything's about you, Jiminy. <laughs> you just flick him across the screen. <laughs> yeah, there are... I'm not even going to try and name everybody <laughs> that I saw because... There's so many that I didn't see. Like, if you go to the Disney Wiki page, it has all of the characters listed, and it's just line after line after line after line after line after yeah. line after line after line. So many people that I didn't even notice somewhere in this short. Like, they have hidden people everywhere. 
It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing all the callbacks that they did that most people are not going to even notice that I never noticed that it's, it's one of those things. You're going to have to freeze frame this short and <laughs> try and pick everybody out because they really jam pack it with people. Right. Exactly. I think if I gave it like say my last like big thank you for all the people who worked on this is and this might just be coming from me as a person who loves animation more I appreciate that they focused on Disney animation as opposed to being like focusing on the live action adaptations or especially since that's kind of where Disney seems to be focusing it's like the studio seems to be focusing more at um like they're focusing more on their live act live action adaptations than their um animated projects and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that there wasn't any Jack Sparrows dancing on through. <laughs> and I'm sure they did that because it's easier to get voice actors or to just take voice samples from the different movies than it is to say call up like uh Nicolas Cage and say, Hey, you wanna do a reprise role of um, National Treasure or a source. Now I kind of want this. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure actually Nicolas Cage would probably be one of the easiest people to get. But, yeah. I, and then also, like, they wouldn't look the same because obviously years have passed by. So, like, uh-huh. and people age on, like, a cartoon character, but. I do appreciate, like, they could have had, and maybe they do and I just missed them, but the fact that there was no focus of, like, the live-action um, Lion King was yeah. nice. Yeah. Live-action. Yeah. No, I I appreciate that, too, and I think it makes more sense to do the animation just from the mm-hmm. perspective of if just anybody out in the world hears the word Disney, they're immediately exactly. going to think of the animation. They're not going to think of the live action remakes, no matter how much some of them make at the box office. Mm-hmm. There's, it's still more tied to the animation side than the live action side. And I'm, I, it always will be. Like, I can't imagine a world <laughs> that the live action fully takes over. Yep. Contrary to corporate belief, that <laughs> is what people think. I do not understand how someone would think that Disney would be otherwise, yeah. but I'll st- I'll keep that talk to a minimum. <laughs> we'll <laughs> save that for another day. episode. <laughs> you have forty eight hours three of your time. <laughs> I was just looking through some of the trivia on the wiki page, mm-hmm. and it says when Mickey speaks to an image of Walt Disney, the music playing in the background was Walt Disney's favorite song, "Feed the Birds" from Mary Poppins. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. It says, having debuted in the wonderful world of Disney, Ludwig von Drake is the only character in this short to have been created specifically for the medium of television as opposed to a theatrical project. So everybody in this short was from some, like either a theatrical film or a theatrical short, except for Ludwig von Drake, who debuted on television, which I guess makes sense. I can't really think of a movie that he was in. That's yeah, and I guess we didn't see like any Disney television characters. Yeah. Where's that movie? <laughs> I want that short now. Like you just get um like DuckTales and Goof Troop and I don't know. <laughs> There's so many random shorts that they could do, but they probably never will. Yeah. And I mean like that would be respecting animated television, am I right? Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm done. (laughs) But yeah, overall, I really, like, I would recommend watching Steamboat um, Silly. I would recommend watching Once Upon a Studio. And if you really need something to fill out your Disney movie marathon where you all need a break, (laughs) you can watch Disney uh, Mickey Saves Christmas. Yeah, you can put that on in the background with a bunch of mm-hmm. other random Christmas specials that nobody cares about. <laughs> like while you're waiting for your Christmas dinner to finish, like the last thing's not quite cooked yet. And you're trying to distract all the hungry kids. Yeah. Oh, I think kids will like this one. I could see my nephews yeah. loving this one. Yeah, exactly. 
that it yeah if you need a distraction or you know you just need something in the background i think that works fine um there are better things to watch i feel like but like any of the paul rudish cartoons yeah just have that running during christmas who cares if it's not christmas theme uh, there is a paul rudish christmas mickey special too so watch that, that yeah watch that one that one is hilarious my <laughs> nephews also love that one that's another one they request to watch and i'm happy to play that one for them yeah <laughs> but yeah um it's harmless obviously it's yeah. mickey mouse and so and I don't like saying it's harmless, but you know, it's just it's it's fine. Um, if you're an adult, you might not enjoy watching it too much. But you know, also like I mean, if you just need to watch something, and you don't need anything with substance, really, no offense, <laughs> but like you know, you know, like when you just need to turn something on and just let it watch. If you just you're want just in that something mood. nice to chill out to, exactly. It's not a bad, there are, you know, I've watched stuff that are boring. This wasn't boring. <laughs> That's it true. was, you know, it was, it was sweet. It was yeah. a sweet little time. Okay. Well, that will probably be all for this episode. So. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> until next year. Do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? Yeah, you can find me on Katie Draws Things on Instagram and Twitter. I draw things, and that's what I do over there. And I guess sometimes I'll be, I'll like post something about a movie that I'm excited for. And it's usually animated <laughs> because they're the best movies. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Disney Movie Marathon. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to our YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well, and if you want more content from us, check out one of the other podcasts in the iHeartMovies podcast network, or check out my brand new Patreon. My link tree, as well as any other relevant links, will be in the description. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.